This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Hello, and welcome to Thursday's episode. Okay, I never know how to start the solo episodes, and I want to put something out on Instagram where you guys tell me how I should start each episode. Like, is it the Matthew McConaughey? All right, all right, all right. Is it something else? Is it like, hi, welcome? I don't know how to start it. Today I am recording from my bed. It is a super rainy day. It's supposed to rain, I think, all day today. It's Wednesday and all day tomorrow, or maybe not tomorrow, but all day Friday. I don't know. The weather is pretty crap. Today is the first day of fall, and I was like, I'm groggy from taking gravel last night because I wanted to make sure that I would sleep. So I'm doing this recording from my bed cozy with a diffuser with an immune oil and a glass of water which is probably not the best idea because I feel like when I'm already feeling tired or groggy and then I do stuff from the couch or my bed it makes it worse and then I just want to lay down and I slowly start to like collapse into the bed and then close my eyes but I'm going to get through this and then I'm going to make myself record some video content because starting next week, um, I am going to be doing reels and IGTV um, on the podcast account. So if you're not already following it, it's at the Mom Room Podcast. So I'm going to post, I think, a reel a day and then every week... I'm going to do a live. I think I am going to start doing them next Friday. So that will be October. No. Yeah, October 1st. Wow. Um, So IG lives on the podcast account are starting October 1st. Um, I haven't decided on the time yet. I'll let you guys know on Instagram. And if somebody's going to be joining me or if it's going to be a solo, I don't know. I'm just going to wing it and see. So today's episode is about choosing your battles because lately we've been dealing with Milo not wanting to get dressed in the morning and really I'm like, is it that big of a deal? No, it's not. So I've just been letting him go in his pajamas. Um, Yesterday I dressed him for bed in um, black leggings and a roots like Um, long sleeve shirt. So it just looks like he's dressed today. So we're going to start trying to find pajamas for him that kind of look like clothing um, so that we don't have to fight that battle in the morning because that is not a battle that I want to fight. Like eventually he is going to want to get dressed because he's going to care about what people think. And until that time, it's like, by all means, wear your pajamas. So when I started talking about this on social media, I was like, really, I don't care that he wears pajamas. They're comfortable. They keep him warm. They're clean. It doesn't matter to me. But the only reason I would consider fighting that battle and having him put on clothes is because I feel like other people would look at us and be like, oh my God, like she's not getting her kid dressed for school. Like, that's a mom that's not taking care of her child or, you know, like look down on me as a mom. 
So I just decided to not make choices based on what other people think and instead just doing what I think is best for us and what is not a big deal I'm not going to worry about. So the pajama thing is what we've been going through recently and on Instagram I asked you guys to let me know what kinds of things you just let slide because it's not a battle that you want to fight. And I got so many good answers, so I'm going to go through some of them and kind of discuss each one and what I think about each one and how we handle that. But first, I googled choose your battles and an actual kind of definition came up, so I wanted to read that. So it means to choose not to participate in minor, unimportant, or overly difficult arguments, contests, or confrontations, saving one's strength instead for those that will be of greater importance or where one has a greater chance of success. Isn't that the best definition? It's literally bang on. So... I will get into what you guys told me on Instagram that you don't like battles that you choose not to fight. Um, Some things that I wanted to mention just that we have gone through before that I felt a little bit weird about. Well, it's one thing. And that is if we go to a restaurant and, you know, everything's going well, but then Milo starts to get antsy and he like wants to leave the table and like run around or go like look at stuff just kind of like not letting us enjoy our time at the restaurant. And maybe this is selfish and like an unpopular opinion, but we will give him his tablet at the dinner table at the restaurant just so that we can, you know, like enjoy our beer and food without constantly having to try and get him to sit and you know, act how he's supposed to act at a restaurant. I mean, he's a, he's three years old. And I feel like some people would be like, oh my God, like you have to teach your child how to sit and like go through a dinner time. And I don't think so. At this age, I don't agree with that. I feel like he is wanting to get up and play and explore. Like, I feel like that's normal. So if he has to watch a little bit of Blippi or like play a little game on the tablet just so that we can get through dinner and have a nice time where people aren't upset and screaming and, you know, then I'm going to do that. And the only reason that I hesitate to give him a tablet in a restaurant is because I've am overly thinking about what other people are looking at us and thinking. Like, I feel like people are like, oh my God, like your child must be on a screen 24-7 because you can't even sit at a restaurant and have like a meal without him being on a screen. And that's not the case at all. It's literally like, this is just a situation. It, It would be the same kind of thing if you were flying on an airplane. Like, I don't think people look at kids on an airplane that have a tablet and judge them, but I feel like because you're at a restaurant and you should be sitting down and having a meal and, like, talking and engaging with one another, then people judge you for having a screen out. But it's the same thing for him. Like, he's having to sit in one location, a strange location. He doesn't have things to occupy him. And really, when we go to a restaurant, I bring a bag full of, like, 
a puzzle for him, coloring books and crayons and like stickers. Like I bring a shit ton of stuff. But if that is not holding his attention, which most often it does, then we will give him a tablet so that we can have a nice time at the restaurant. So that is a battle that I definitely do not choose. And I'm like, if we got out of the house and we want to have, you know, a nice dinner at a restaurant, not nice. I mean, how nice can it be with a toddler? But you know what I mean? I'm not going to ruin that experience and have any of us be miserable or upset because he can't have his tablet. Like, no, here, watch a show. Let's all chill. Okay, some of the things that you guys said on Instagram. The first one I wrote down is bath time, and I'm sure lots of people let that go pretty often. I mean, in the summertime when Milo's been playing outside all day, he is extremely dirty. So we do, and especially if they're putting sunscreen on multiple times at school, it's really dirty. And then the dirt sticks to him. So we, and he's all sweaty. So we usually give him a bath every night, but we haven't really had a bath time struggle with him where he refuses to get in the bath. Most often we can get him in. Sometimes I go in with him. He thinks it's fun and it just makes the whole experience less stressful. So I'll just go in quickly with him. Um, So yeah, but I must say if he, like if we had a really difficult time with him trying to get him in the bathtub, we would probably skip a bath here or there unless he was filthy. So if they're not dirty, I mean, like, who cares? I don't shower every day. God. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. 
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. Somebody said they choose not to fight the battle when a family member or like a friend says, like makes a comment about their parenting. Now, I cannot relate to this because I will uh, address those comments right away because I just want to nip that in the bud, you know, like let's just get this out of the way right now. Like, this is how I do something. This is why I choose to do it this way. End of story. So, like, don't make that comment again. I will always remember when Milo was, like, three or four months old, someone in our family made a comment to me because every time Milo would cry, I would go and pick him up and, like, console him. Like, that's just my natural reaction. That's what I want to do. Um, And someone made the comment, like, you can't go pick him up every single time he starts crying. And I was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I can. And I'm going to. And that's, like, what I'm choosing to do. 
I'm biased. I have training and attachment. Like I just explained it. I was like, actually, um, you know, I have training and attachment. And one of the major things is like responding to your child when they're in distress. And so I am going to pick him up every single time that he cries. And that's just how I'm going to do it. Um, I probably didn't say it so like in a sassy way. But just lay it out. Like, actually, yes, like this is how I'm choosing to do it. And then it's like, end of story. Like, don't say that anymore. And now they know. Like, no, this is what she's doing. So you don't have to agree with it, but that's fine. It's my decision to make. So I definitely do not let those things go because, I don't know, maybe that's just my personality. But I would like to just explain like no this is how we're doing it this is what we decided to do we're confident in our decision and you might not agree and that's okay somebody else said not eating at the kitchen table obviously god i don't remember the last time we sat and ate at the table um to me it's just not a big deal at this age at all i mean Look at my husband and I. Before we even had Milo, we were not sitting down to have our meals. Like, we usually eat on the couch. It sounds terrible. Like, I grew up in the generation where it was, like, family dinners at the table every night. So, I feel like that is ingrained in me and it, like, I feel like that's important. But at the end of the day, like, we are conversing and engaging with each other and interacting Whether we're at Milo's little kitty table, whether we're having a picnic on the floor, or we're eating on the couch. Like, I just, I don't see the actual importance of sitting down at the table to eat a meal. I don't know. Many times we eat actually at the island and Milo will sit on either my lap or my husband's lap. So... Like, I just, I just don't see the importance. And I feel like in my episode with Sarah, uh, the bird's papaya, she was saying how like, you know, 10 years from now, the dining room is not even going to be a thing anymore because it's just, it's, it takes up huge real estate in people's houses, like the dining room. But for the most part, it's not used unless it's like a holiday or something. So I totally agree. So many things that I choose not to put up a fight about are things that I actually have to look at for myself. Like, oh, Milo doesn't want to get dressed in the morning. I totally get it. I don't like getting dressed in the morning either. Like, I get it. Same with eating at the table. I don't like eating at the table. So why am I going to like make this big stressful situation every day? Like, no, everybody has to sit at the table at the exact same time and you know, eat our dinner. No, it's not worth it. Oh my God, I laughed so hard when I read this one. Someone said that their son insists every morning on taking his first pee in the backyard. Like I died when I read that because it's just so funny. I remember before we had Milo, I went to go visit my cousin and she had three little kids like under four years old or something. And we pull up in the driveway and um, her daughter was just peeing in the yard. And I was like, what is this? Like, you know, Lord of the Flies? It was so strange to me. And I was like, wow, like this is a wild household. And now Milo pees in the yard all the time. And I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. For us, 
I mean, I don't know where this person lives, but we have winters, so eventually he's not going to be able to just pee outside. But um, hopefully where you live, it's summer year round because that might become a problem. It makes me wonder if this person has dogs that go out to pee every morning and the, like the child sees the dogs going outside to pee. I wonder if that's the case because that's hilarious. Um, okay, somebody else was saying that they were relaxing or doing whatever they were doing and their toddler started taking all the shoes off the shoe rack and like throwing them on the floor. And I totally get this because sometimes... For me, the mess that Milo is making is not, like, I want to get done what I'm doing more than I care about the mess that he's making. So oftentimes, I just go with the flow and let him do what he's doing. And it's usually like taking a bunch of stuff out of a drawer and like putting them in little piles and organizing it. Like the other day, he opened up one of my drawers that has a bunch of bath products in it. And he was just like putting them on the floor, stacking them up. And I think I was blow drying my hair or something. And it's like, okay, like go ahead, explore, like look what's in the drawer. Like that's fine. He always takes my little box of tampons that I have and he plays with those. That's fine. Taking clothing out of drawers. It's like, go ahead. It's not a big deal. At the end of the day, it's not a big deal. Something else somebody said was they don't make their child finish what's on their plate, which I feel like this is not a very popular thing to do anymore now that we know more about like intuitive eating and letting them control that part of their life. You know, you serve what you want to serve and their job is to eat as little or as much as they want. So I definitely never make Milo eat something that he doesn't want to eat. Um, You know, we don't bribe him. We don't, like, we just are really flexible with his food. If it's the middle of the day and I open the fridge and he sees an apple and he wants to eat an apple, but it's not, you know, snack time, it doesn't matter. Like, he can have the apple. Uh, That's how I eat. I am, like, snacking throughout the day, like, having my meals whenever I feel hungry. I don't care what the clock says. And that's kind of how I treat Milo on the weekends as as well. At daycare, I know obviously his meals and his snacks are more planned and scheduled, which makes sense and that's fine. But on the weekend at home, it's kind of like, let's eat when we're hungry. If you want a snack, we can have a snack. Um, I'm not strict about that at all. Something that my dad, I always remember my dad saying when we were growing up was just eat until you're comfortable. It was never like, you're not getting this if you don't finish this, finish everything that's on your plate, like there's people starving in the world. Like that was never a thing at our house. It was just eat until you're comfortable. And like, to be honest, I have such a healthy relationship with food. Oops, sorry. I hit the microphone. And I think that mentality of just eat until you're comfortable, um, not, you know, like limiting access to food, like, oh no, it's this time of day, so you can't have anything until this time. And then, you know, they're so hungry that now at that time they like overeat and they're worried that they're not going to be able to have food, you know, for a few hours after that. So they overeat when really they just 
could have had a little snack. Like I feel like controlling food in any way is just not ideal. And you know, I'm sure people vary in their opinion on this. And I would say that like if it was a spectrum, I am way on like the flexible side um, when it comes to like when you want to eat, what you want to eat. And I don't know. So far, it's not been an issue and I'm going to continue doing it that way because that's what I think is best. Um, so yeah, that's, I definitely don't have any battles when it comes to food. Sometimes I get stressed about like, is he getting enough nutrition? Like, is he going to be hungry at night? But if that's, you know, if I find that he hasn't eaten much during the day, I will let him have a snack before bed. Like yesterday he had a banana and a half a yogurt and that's fine. Honestly, some days I just want a bowl of fruit and yogurt for dinner too. Like I don't, want a big meal. So I don't know. I just let him listen to his body. And for the most part, he makes really good choices. So I can't complain. Okay. Two things that I agree with. Shoes on the right feet. Don't care. I know at school they give them control over putting their shoes on and feeling independent. And if they put them on the wrong feet, they just leave them. And I think that's great. Um, Obviously, there's a time and a place where we're going to teach him how to put like what shoe goes on what foot. So when that time comes, I will do that. But for now, we like to give him independence and putting on his shoes. And I will tell him like, no, this shoe goes on this foot. But sometimes he doesn't care and he's like, no, no. And he wants to do it his way. So that's fine. Um, Brushing hair. Oh my gosh. We do like we brush his hair after bath time. Um, The odd time he doesn't want us to. So I won't. But in the morning, I rarely, rarely brush his hair. So sometimes his hair is wild when he goes to school. But um, it's not worth the fight in the morning. He doesn't want me to brush his hair. So what am I going to do? Like pin him down and have him be miserable for the whole morning because I just wanted to brush his hair. And again, it's one of those things that's like, I'm worried about what other people are going to think because his hair looks like a mess. And, you know, it's not worth it to me. Like I care more about him having a pleasant morning and not having a meltdown over what someone else thinks. Okay, and I'm going to end on this one because I freaking laughed out loud at myself. And like, this is embarrassing, but someone said, I never put up a fight in the middle of the night when he has to go pee. Like we don't bother washing his hands after he pees in the middle of the night. And literally I was like, oh my God, washing hands after going pee is a thing because Milo is still on his potty, which we often just have in the playroom. Like it's not in the bathroom. So I never think to wash his hands after he goes pee ever, ever. And so I'm a little bit embarrassed. Um, When we use a public washroom, we do. Like I take him to the sink and he washes his hands because that's more of like a routine for us. Like I'm thinking about it. But when he just uses his potty in the house, I do not think about it at all. So that made me laugh. Um, 
I guess we're going to have to start washing his hands after he goes pee just so that we're in the routine of that. I know he does at school. But yeah, I was like, well, damn. Um, Yeah, washing hands after going pee. Okay. That's like the most basic thing. And we never, ever do that. So there you go. Um, That was a fun episode. I love hearing about all these battles we're not choosing to fight. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a lovely weekend up ahead and it's not raining wherever you are. I think it's going to be raining here. Um, and yeah, if you don't already follow me on Instagram and TikTok, it's at Renee Rena with the little underscore thing. And the podcast account is at the mom room podcast. We are going to have a bunch of video content starting on Monday. So look out for that and also look out for the very first IG live on the Instagram for the podcast at the mom room podcast. Thanks, guys, and I hope everybody sleeps tonight without having to take gravel like me. All right, bye-bye. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. Well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship topics. Yeah, like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.